Okay. Okay. So the first question um, is, what does it take to live your best life? Very kind of general question there. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I remember reading that one. And um, yeah, I remember thinking, I don't, I don't even know what, what that is. That's, you know, uh, my biggest thing when I, when I read that question was like, you know, you think you have a pretty good perspective on what your best life is. Uh-huh. And as time goes on, that changes because you realize you know, you've got something else going on or something you never thought of, you know, and, and, um, uh, you know, so, whoops. So, you know, trying to decide what my best life was is kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a moving target. And I'm sure you realize that. And I think, you know, your best life at different times in your situation is, is different, right? Um, you know, before I had kids or before I was married, you know, you know, I thought my best life was, was going out and goofing off and having a great time, you know, and then you go on your mission and you realize, oh, hold it, there's more, there's more going on than that. And um, so, like I said, when I first read that question, I was like, man, I, that's a good question. Um, but I, I really started to think about it in context of, of, you know, I'm almost 60. And so it was kind of like, you know, over my time, and everything that i done you know what what has my best life been or what is it and and how did I get there and it's um for me being a member of the church that's that's a huge part of me deciding what my best life is because I know that you know feeling pure joy is where I feel like I'm having you know having my or living my best life and um that always comes through uh and and i love what you're interviewing on because i believe and i've said this to all my youth that i'm in you know with at the church and stuff it really comes from service and loving other people unconditionally and just enjoying all the situations that you that you put yourself in or that you end up in and being able to keep the lord and you know what he's done for us in perspective and understanding where you are so so basically i really think for me it's always been going back to um service and looking for opportunities for for service and i think that's where i get a lot of joy in the scriptures a lot of joy out of you know doing other things for the church but i really think for me you know when I feel really good and I feel like, Hey, my life's going along pretty good. It's when I've been doing something for somebody else. So how would you define service? Is it, is it just doing something for someone else or would you add to that anything? Uh, yeah. And when I say doing something for somebody else, I don't think that necessarily means, you know, doing, uh, uh, what's the word I'm trying to look for? Not, not necessarily doing, I, I want I was going to say chores, chores isn't the right word, but I mean, doing things for them. I don't, I don't think it means doing things for them. I mean, cause a lot of times it's a matter of just helping somebody feel good for that day, because that's what, that's what they need, you know, 
And so I think doing services for somebody else is giving them what they need uh, at the time they need it and being able to understand what that is. And that's where, like I said before, the, um, that's where the Lord really comes in and, and you being in tune with the spirit. We were talking about it in, uh, in our bishopric meeting the other morning, and we were talking about how, you know, we get more promptings, I think, than we act on. And being able to act on the promptings when we get them, I think, is really important because, uh, you know, that and that's where the, you know, the service kind of comes in. I think you have to know kind of when people need you. And it's hard to know that if you're not in tune with the Lord and, and listen to the promptings that he gives you. So I think you asked what the definition of service is. I, I think it's for me, it's. It's being able to help people when they need help and being able to, and whatever that is, you know, it, it, it could be as simple as one day, just making sure that you walk by and, and talk to somebody or sit by them or, or, you know, just talk to them. And, and sometimes it's uh, the other day, I, you know, I saw this lady trying to, I guess the ladder fell off of her car or something. And it's, you know, just pulling off the side of the road and helping her strap the ladder back to the top of her car, you know, um, you know, it kind of comes in a lot of different ways, I think, for us. So, so far, I'm, I'm hearing kind of three, three different ideas, which, which I really like that one, your best life is a, is a life of service. And that, that service means helping people to, with what they need when they need it. And the way you do that is by being in tune with the Holy Ghost and, and having yourself in a, a place where you're able to receive and act on those promptings. Right. Correct. So how do you get there? Like, I feel like that's kind of a good state of mind, a, a lifestyle to be in. Um, any any principles or, or ideas come to mind as to how a person can be in that, that state of service and, and creativity? <laughs> that's a good... Uh... Another good question, because, you know, I think, again, you go through stages because there's there's times in your life when you need somebody to, to act for you because, you know, you might be going through something that's really, really difficult. And, you know, it's hard sometimes to go out and, you know, give people that service when you feel like you need it the most. Um, I had a friend that was going through uh, some pretty serious depression and stuff. And, you know, was kind of, for lack of a better term, complaining that nobody was, you know, helping him or, or looking out for him. And, and, you know, I, I, I know he didn't like my answer because he was kind of, you know, expecting me to tell him, well, yeah, you're right. You know, yeah, these people are kind of being jerks and they need to help you when you need help or whatever. But my answer to him was, you know, yeah, you need the first thing. You need to go out and find somebody else that you can help. And then you'll find out that that is more important than them helping you in your situation. So, um, so again, and, and I really didn't, you know, I, I'm not answering it this way because of the, the questions that you had that were related to service. I've just always felt like, you know, to, um, to kind of have that life of service, you have to, and to be able to get that and live that even in the toughest times, you just have to tell yourself, you got to go help somebody else. 
And it's amazing how, for me, how quickly that's helped me kind of get out of my funk. You know, uh, I think in a lot of cases, I, I believe that's why we are uh, compelled to serve in the church. Like, I think if, if it was just left up to us that, you know, hey, you can go serve, you know, in this calling if you feel like you want to, you know, do you, do you like young men? Yeah, go serve there. You know, that kind of thing. I think we're asked to do it because a lot of times it's hard to just do it on your own. And, and the Lord wants us to kind of see how, how that feels. And when we, when we do serve and, you know, hopefully you kind of feel that enough that you can go out and help others. That's, that's a really powerful principle. I feel like that's very hard to hear that when you're in that state of, of going through something that's difficult for you or it's very personal, right? I had somebody once tell me that uh, when I told him that, uh, I said, hey, look, you just need to, you need to, you know, get over yourself and go out and help somebody else. And, and uh, they kind of jokingly, but I think a little frustrated at the same time, were like, they, they told me they just wanted to punch me in the face because that aggravated, that answer really aggravated them because they felt like it was absolutely 100% correct, but it's not what you want to do. <laughs> you know yeah so there's there's a difference there between like um what we know and what we what's easy right oh what yeah we know we should sure. do so how do we how do we get there how do we get that change in nature i get i kind of phrased it this way but take it however you want i wrote how can a person transition from a mindset of surviving and consuming or a state of want to one of creativity and service how can we kind of change towards that i remember i remember reading that question as well and i was trying to think um because i thought about that quite a bit because i was thinking uh, kind of just what we were talking about a few minutes ago you know i was started to think about that word consuming and what what that word consuming really kind of entailed for for us in a life of service. And, you know, I really think it is that you, a lot of times, you know, uh, when I was trying to think through that and what that meant to me, the word consuming, it's if I'm expecting others to do things for me, um, and, you know, um, then am I, you know, am I helping? Or like you said, am I, am I consuming? And I feel like in that situation, I'm, I'm consuming. Um, and uh, <laughs> I hesitate to say this, but my wife's got a, a good friend that's a really good friend of hers. But I always tell her that she is draining my wife sometimes out of all the things that, that she can do because she, she always takes my, my wife gives to her in terms of help and service but she never gives back and so when you talk about that that idea of consuming you know that's kind of what I was thinking about is the person that is always taking the service of somebody else but they don't give it themselves and I think you know this is just my own opinion but I think that's got to be a miserable way to kind of go through things because you never get to see what it feels like to help somebody else 
And, and I mean, really help somebody else. I'm not talking about, yeah, I went and took them a meal the other day. You know, that was easy to go drop something off, but I talk, I'm talking about the hard things, the things you don't want to do. Like, um, can't think of an example right now, but you know, when, when they need somebody just to go over to their house and sit and listen to them babble on about something that, that is hard, you know, you don't want to waste your time in some people's opinion, just to go sit and listen to somebody complain for a while or something. But, you know, it's, it's easy to take a meal over to, to make a meal and make an extra plate of food and take it over, but to take it over and sit there with them and, and let them drain, you know, your, your life, you know, your, your energy for, for a while, that's, that's hard. But boy, I tell you, when you, when you do that, a lot of times, I think, you know, that's, that's when you really realize kind of what the love of Christ is, because that's what he does for us you know, all the time, like, you know, how many times do we complain that things are going bad and, and praying and you're asking for things. And, you know, at, you know, when you're going through tough times, you know, your prayers might be, help me with this, help me with that or whatever. And you never get around to thanks for this or that, you know, and, and so, you know, it's gotta be, I don't know. And, and then when you talked about a life of, of creativity involved in consumption, um, so I, again, I thought, what does that mean to me in the current field that I'm in and, and how have I dealt with that as a consumer of somebody else's service or my own? And I guess the only way I can say that is I've always felt like I could have done more with my artwork. And this is going to sound like I'm coming off saying something about myself that Oh, I'm really cool because I do this or I do that. Don't don't take it that way because I don't mean it this way. But um, you know, a long time ago, um, you know, I'd had opportunities to do different things in my life with my artwork uh, that that probably could have got me more money or got me paid more or or something like this. And uh, I've always had a goal to do artwork. Um, for for temples and for the church um, and it just goes because I've always felt like the reason I have this talent and the reason I'm able to paint and the reason I'm able to do artwork uh, came from the Lord and one thing that I did all the time I don't even remember where I heard it from but one thing that I did all the time when I was younger is I, you know, your patriarchal blessing, at least my patriarchal blessing told me that I'm going to have an opportunity to use my talents that I've been given. And at that time, I wasn't even doing artwork or anything, but that I would have the opportunity to use my talents to give back to the Lord and that I needed to find out what those talents were. And so uh, at that time, uh, I've all, you know, I started praying about what are my talents, you know, what are they? And then when I found out that I could paint, then one of the things I decided right then when I, and this was back when I was in college, I decided that one of the things I was going to do is I was going to find a way to work and do paintings to give back to the church. And it's been a long, hard road. Uh, like I said, I gave up a lot of opportunities when I did my first painting for the, for the Kansas city temple. Um, a lot of galleries and stuff kicked me out of their galleries because um that was going to take me a year and I told him I wouldn't be able to 
do work for the church or I mean do work for their shows because I was doing that painting for the church and so that's kind of when I made a shift in my mind that I am no longer just consuming because I'm not doing artwork so that I could make more money but I'm now doing artwork uh, to give back to the Lord and to the church because back then they've changed things a little bit now but you know you didn't get paid much on those jobs. You got paid enough, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like, like I could have made a lot more money doing big paintings, uh, you know, for art shows instead of the church, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that was a long explanation, but I hope it made sense. <laughs> no, I, I, and feel free to take this wherever, wherever your thoughts go. Um, I love that you shared that principle of, of sacrifice that you you gave up some things, but it it kind of helped you put a priority on on giving and not just receiving in a way. Would you say? Yeah, yeah. It's and like I said, it's kind of like I remember, and you probably feel this way as well. But I remember on my mission, they would always talk about the sacrifice, and I'm like, yeah. It's a sacrifice now, but I feel like it was something like I'm pretty selfish. And like, I felt like, you know, that's yeah, a sacrifice right now because I'm giving up a couple years of your life. But I knew that if you do that, the Lord's going to bless you and throughout your life. So two years seems like you're getting a lot more from that. And I kind of feel that way with this as well that I don't know if you, I really consider it much of a sacrifice because if you have enough faith, you know that it's going to pay off in the long run. It might not be, I'll get richer, but you know, my goal is not to be the richest person around, but my goal is to get back to my heavenly father. So I'm kind of selfish. I try to, I want to do things that are going to benefit me that way. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'd say that maybe the principle there is have a kind of a long-term perspective on on things yeah which is really hard right yeah so so we talked about a couple of things there and i I really want to kind of dive into what it takes to make that transition in mindset you mentioned sacrificing um and sacrificing self-interest for for service in a way that's what i'm getting from that and then also you mentioned the idea of, of looking beyond right now and, and having like a long-term perspective on on what you're doing. What other um, principles or actions can, can people apply in order to maybe get the habit of serving or, or to get the mindset of, of giving and creating and the lifestyle that comes with that? Any other thoughts on that? So ask, ask that again. Yeah. So um, I guess just that question of, um, well, actually, maybe I'll just go to the next, the next question. Cause this goes right along with what we're talking about. Okay. How can we, how can we set our lives in order so we can develop and share our talents? Good. Uh, good uh, so <laughs> Again, it, it, it has been kind of hard for me as far as just this talent. Now, I think that 
other, how, how can I put this? Like, like depending on what your talent is, I mean, you can have a talent for a lot of different things. Um, uh, I mean, I, I talk to the youth all the time that, you know, pay attention throughout your life to see what keeps coming up in your life. Like if people say, oh, you're really good with people, you know, like you really like, seems like people like you a lot and, and stuff like that. Don't take that for granted. That's kind of, in my opinion, that's the Lord giving you a little bit of a push to say, Hey, you know, yeah, people like to be around you. They, they, you know, so that's one of your talents is that you can talk to people. So I, I always tell them to pay attention to, to those little things that continue to come up in your lifetime, whatever that, that is. Um, um, you know, so, so as you're doing that, when you're trying to put your, like you said, trying to put your house in order, I think, I don't know. I, I thought about that question. I think you've got to get rid of the chaos and stuff that goes around and pay attention to the promptings. Um, and by that, I mean, uh, the Lord's going to continue throughout your life. I believe to tell you, you know, give you little, little bits and pieces of what your talents are. And again, if you're not in tune with the spirit, you're not going to be in tune to be able to hear those things. And, um, for me, I get a lot of my guidance and inspiration when I read the scriptures. Um, and, you know, if, and so you're talking about when you're setting your house in order or whatever, so that you can learn what your talents are. Um, you know, when, for me, again, when I'm reading the scriptures, that's when I get promptings to do certain things. Um, so this was quite a few years ago. I don't know how many years ago it was, but I started to notice that that I like, you know, as I'm reading the scriptures, I'm terrible at memory and stuff because uh, kind of being the person that I am, the creative mind that I am, I have a tendency to think about a billion other things when I'm reading. So I can't read at a long period of time. I can read for 15 minutes. And if I read for longer than that, then I'm thinking of something else while I'm reading. And then I stop and I can't remember what I read. So if I read for 15 minutes and then I do it again, later in the day for another 15 minutes, that kind of thing, then I can stay focused on what I'm doing. Um, but years ago, what I did is I got a little journal and because I, uh, I could feel that um, this is when the Lord spoke to me because like I would say prayers and I would sit there and kind of wait for the answer. And then I would start thinking about what I've got to do tomorrow. And I never felt like I got it. But I, I would get little promptings when I read. So every time I got a little prompting, like, you should call this person, I would write it down as I'm reading the scriptures, or you should do this, or you should paint that, or you should add this to your painting, or you should approach this. And I, so this was probably, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, maybe more, that I mm -hmm. kept this journal. And I, I, I wrote everything that came to my mind as I was reading, which was really weird because I couldn't read much. But you know, I would get these promptings like call this person, do this, do that, do this, you know, dumb little things even. And I found out that every time I acted on whatever it was I wrote down and, and some of it was just, you know, like you need to go for a walk this afternoon, you know, stuff like that. And, and I would go for the walk that afternoon and I would run into somebody that I would have a long conversation with. And it wasn't like a conversation about the church or anything, but it was always something that after I ran into somebody and I'd walk away. I'm like, oh, that felt really good, you know, because maybe they helped me with something or I helped them with something. And, you know, so I started to find out for me that that was kind of my 
uh, my place that I could get the inspiration that the Lord had for me. And so when you ask about being, um, you know, how can you know when that, uh, you know, uh, how can you uh, be in tune or whatever it is? I think that's the thing is you have to find what that is. So w- where the Lord's going to speak to you, because some people it's in prayer. Some people it's in the middle of the night when they're sleeping. Um, I've talked to a lot of people that do that. Right. And, and then some people like myself, it's when I read scriptures and that's when I've been able to learn what my talents are and what my talents are best used for. I mean, that's why I'm a school teacher. Now I started teaching school, what, four years ago. And, um, you know, the, the Lord, you know, through my wife and through some others. And then I started, as I'm reading the scriptures, I started to find out that, yeah, this is probably an avenue I need to, to approach and, and take for others. So. Wow. I love those ideas. Would you, I interviewed a guy one time um, and he, he said he's a member of the church and, and he is a YouTuber. And, and he said, I, I don't believe that we have just one life purpose, but we have multiple purposes in life. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I've thought that all the time and it, it would be too easy for us if we had one life's purpose. Uh, I mean, not that it's easy to find out what that is. Um, because, but like, like I told you, like early on, I can't remember if you're recording at this point, but you know, when I said life keeps changing all the time and like, you know, the first 10 years of my life, I thought this was important. The next 10 years of my life, I thought, so imagine if you like, I, you know, our life's purpose is to get back to our heavenly father, right? That's plain and simple. But I think, uh, other things change throughout our lives. Uh, like I said, you know, uh, there was a time when, you know, I thought that my life's purpose was because one of my goals was to do work, artwork for the church and to do murals for the church. And I got to do two of those. So when I, when I decided, I felt like I needed to teach, you know, at, at the high school, I was like, hold it. I just barely got things rolling, you know, to, to be an artist and to do these paintings for the church. I mean, that took me 10 years to get the church to kind of recognize that, you know, I'm out here in Kansas city and yeah, I, I can paint and like to do work for the church. I mean, that took me 10 years of hard work and I did a couple murals and I'm still doing uh, paintings for the church, but I'm not doing the big murals that take up so much time. But like I said, I thought that was kind of my purpose. The Lord had finally revealed to me why I'm an artist is so that I can do paintings for the temples. And then a couple of years, you know, I don't know, eight years later, you know, I kind of get this prompting to go back to school and teach. And then everything line, aligned itself to help me get back to teaching. And now that I'm doing that, I kind of feel like, oh, yeah, I glad I'm not doing the murals anymore, even though I absolutely love that. But this is where I need to be. So those are two completely different things, you know, because I don't have the time to paint like that anymore. But all that experience leads me to the next thing. So you might have one purpose, but you might not find out what it is until, you know, you die or something. <laughs> you know, it might lead you to one purpose. So we could have one purpose, but you have a thousand different roads that you're taking to get to that purpose you know yeah 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 i always think about the idea that i've heard somewhere i don't remember where but basically that when god prompts us to do something 
oftentimes he has more than one purpose in mind for that that single thing and take that with go ahead it's interesting because uh working in the bishopric and this is the second time i've been in bishopric but it's interesting how you uh you know when you like a lot of people sometimes think that uh you know, you call somebody to a calling because that's the call. That's the one and only calling they're supposed to be in, you know, and, and when you're working in the bishopric, you find out that, you know, you can pray about somebody for this calling. You can pray about somebody for that calling. And, and then it's like, oh, well, they'd be good at both of those callings. And you prayed about them and the Lord says, yeah, yeah, that person would be great in that calling. And then you pray about them in another calling you know, and, and the Lord says, oh, yeah, that, that person would be great in that calling, you know, and you really feel those promptings. And, you know, there is those times where the Lord, you know, puts things in place to where somebody's going to serve in a calling. And that's their calling, you know, but there's other times where it's like, yeah, this person could serve in either one of these callings and they would be great. And they're going to learn, you know, what the Lord has for them in either one of those callings. And, and that's where I kind of realized, yeah, you know, Lord probably has a few different purposes for us, but you know, in the end, it's going to lead us to the right, to where he wants us to be. I love that. So let's kind of take it back a little bit um, just to recenter. Um, so we talked a lot about um, different, different principles about kind of living a life of service and uh, you talked about revelation um, you talked about having a bigger perspective and I I love that you know it, it seems to all come down to like just knowing what God knows about you and and fulfilling those promptings that come that help you fulfill your maybe your identity as a child of God and, and the special gifts that he's given you um I'm, I'm interested to know what, um, what that journey has been like for you specifically and, and kind of um, maybe just take a snapshot of, well, actually, I don't want to ask a question that's too specific because I'm wondering if you have any thoughts that are coming to mind right now, just from what I just said. <laughs> the only thought is, you know, when you ask how that journey's been for me, it's, I mean, I, you know, I'd be a liar to say, oh, it's been great. You know, everything's just all been work and, you know, and I understood this from the beginning and it's just been fun just to go about my business and, you know, but I'd be a liar. You know, I mean, there's times where, you know, it's been absolutely awful and you think, you think, you know, better, you know, and, and, you know, there's been times in my life where, um, you know, I've never waned luckily you know, from thinking, oh, I'm going to leave the church, that kind of stuff. But I've always sat there. I mean, there's been times in my life where I'm like, yeah, I, I think the Lord's off his rocker here because this is not what's meant for me. Um, uh, just a quick story. Again, I'm going to go back to the murals. Uh, when I was doing artwork for the mural uh, for the Kansas City Temple, because um, for the two years before I got that job, I was working really hard at trying to you know, find work for the church and couldn't. And um, there was art shows that I was in that I'd been in for 10, 15 years and they dropped me from their shows, you know, just for no reason. Uh, 
And I'm like, God, I don't know what's going on. Like, why are they dropping me? And when I call and say, you know, why are you dropping me from your show? Like, I don't understand. Did I do something wrong? What's going on? And they're like, no, no, we just need to, you know, think about going a different direction, stuff like that. And, and I remember thinking, well, this, this is awful. Like, why are these guys that I've been doing artwork for, you know, their shows for years, you know, dropping me and, and, you know, I could go on and on and tell you about a bunch of incidences and I won't bore you with that, but um, just, just, uh, I'll just tell you that, you know, there were just so many of those things that came up and I couldn't figure out why. And it got to a point where, you know, all of a sudden, you know, with all these shows being dropped, I'm not making the money that I needed to make. So I needed, you know, I needed to start looking for another job to supplement our income. And, you know, this is, this was a kind of the height of my art career. I mean, things were going really, really well until all of a sudden, you know, like, like I said, I, I felt very prompted that I needed to, you know, do work for the church and it was time to do that. So I was praying for those opportunities. And while I'm doing that, you know, all these galleries are dropping me and, you know, shows are dropping me. And I, like I said, I couldn't figure out why. And then, so I started looking for other jobs and I remember the Bass Pro Shops that over here opened up and I have a lot of experience in outdoor stuff and backpacking and hiking and a job came up. I heard from a friend, uh, I think it was our ward employment specialist asked, actually said, Hey, there's a job up here that you'd perfect for at Bass Pro Shop. So I went and interviewed and I was way more qualified than the guy that got the job, but I didn't get the job. And I, and again, another, you know, hit to, to our pocketbook kind of thing. And I couldn't figure out why all these opportunities, all these doors were being shut in front of me and we're struggling kind of financially. And then, uh, like I said, it's a long story, but come to find out that I get the, uh, the job to do the mural. Oh, I even went to, uh, Emporia university to get it get into their program to to teach high school because that was kind of something I thought I might want to do in the future somewhere this was um and so I went to Emporia State to look into their program and they wouldn't accept any of my credits uh for for and I have a master's degree in art and I'm like how can you not accept my credits to get into their program so that I could get a teaching degree um well come to find out later that, you know, I, I, they asked me to do the Kansas city mural and long story short, if I would have got any of those jobs or if I would have been in those galleries and I would have had commitments to them to do artwork for the, for the galleries and the shows that I'd been doing for 10 years, uh, because the murals are all consuming. It took me every day, 10, 12 hours a day, six days a week for a year. And if I would have got any of those jobs, if I would have been in the school, it would have been a waste of my money. And I would have felt like I needed to do my school, but I need to do the mural. So I probably wouldn't have quit school to get that. Um, if I would have had that other job at Bass Pro Shop, I wouldn't have been able to spend the time that I did. And if I would have been in any of those other art shows, I also wouldn't have been able, I would have felt like I had an obligation to get them the artwork that they require. And I wouldn't have had the time to spend on the mural. So, you know, here I am kind of lamenting, a, you know, the Lord's messing up with my life. I don't understand this. I'm praying. I'm doing everything right. You keep taking things away from me. I don't understand 
you know, you're really frustrated with that and you're trying to do the right thing, but I'm kind of feeling like the ward is, the Lord has been taking stuff away from me. And then, which was accurate. He took it all away for me so that he could give me the time that I needed to do the mural, you know, and that again has been probably one of the best blessings of our life because I did the murals for a few years and now I do a lot of paintings for the church. Um, and I probably would have never been able to get through those different opportunities had the, you know, had it not gone downhill for a while. But um, anyway, that was another, sorry about that, but it was kind of another long story to explain that, you know, the Lord knows what he's got planned for you. Sometimes we just need to have faith and just wait and he'll let you know, you know, it's, it's in his time, but just do the best thing that we can do, do everything that we can do and, you know, trust that it'll work out in the long run. But, you know, but it's, that's hard, you know, cause sometimes you know, you're just like, quit messing with me. What are you doing? <laughs> you know? <laughs> wow. Thank you for sharing that story. That's, that's very, um, it's different than how people think about it. You know how they say, like, um, when you see someone who is very good at something they do, all you see is like the tip of the iceberg in a way. You don't see all the trials and troubles and difficulties. And I'm starting to think that maybe many, if not most things in the church kind of have a, a story behind them like that. You know, yeah. the, the Lord really uses our experiences to refine us and, and prepare us for a greater work maybe and i think sometimes it's great to have somebody around you whoever that somebody is a good friend or you know somebody at church or something that that sometimes can see that stuff when we can't you know a, a good friend that's willing to tell you you know to quit being a whiner you know, look at it this way, the Lord's blessing you in, in this way, and you're just not seeing it because you're too caught up in the frustration of the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's great to have somebody outside yourself that, that knows you well enough, or, you know, to be able to kind of uh, recognize those, those things as well. Um, you know, I, I remember at the time, you know, we were going, working with a ward employment specialist and this is kind of re related to to that that i just said but he, he you know he was working with me he was like i said i think he was the one that told me about the bass pro shop job i can't remember but he just came over one day and he said hey you know do you have some time to meet with me tomorrow and i'm like yeah he goes i got something i need to talk to you about and i thought oh good he's got a job for me or something and he came over and he told me he said he said, you know, um, he said, I was praying about your situation and he goes, I felt like I really needed to come over and tell you to just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep painting. Don't look for any more jobs that things will take care of themselves. You'll be fine, but don't look for any more work. Like, like as a ward employment specialist, I'm not going to look for any more work for you. And I thought, what are you crazy? <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, we're, we're struggling here and you know i remember the first that you know at first i was thinking okay he just doesn't want to do this anymore you know he's just tired because he can't find anything so he's just telling me <laughs> but the good thing is is 
uh, this ward, this particular ward employment specialist had been a bishop uh, before and I worked with him. I was an elders quorum president. And so I knew that he wasn't somebody that would just kind of throw some random thing at me, but I, but boy, that was hard. Like I, he says, and if, you know, if you're struggling with me telling you that, he says, you know, you need to pray about it tonight to re receive your own confirmation that this is the right thing. You know, so it, you know, it was a week of prayer, like asking Heavenly Father, you know, okay, so so-and-so is telling me to quit looking for work and that's wrong. You know, so what do I need to do? And, you know, it was a week of prayer before I finally changed the way I was wording my prayers to, you know, he's crazy to let me, you know, is he right? <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, again, he was, he was absolutely right, but it was great to have somebody in that position that could kind of help me, uh, you know, to get outside myself. Yeah. So what, what would you say to, to people who, you know, are trying to develop their talents, want to live maybe a, a creative or entrepreneurial type of lifestyle where they have the time and they're giving their gift to the world. They're not just working for someone else. What would you say to those who are worried about the financial aspect of it or meeting their needs kind of thing? So <laughs> it's interesting you ask that because my daughter, who is a photographer, um, and she's, you know, she's, uh, does wedding photography and other stuff. Um, if you get a chance, I don't know if you do Instagram. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, uh, I do have Instagram. I could follow her, but she has a, she has a website out there. You might want to look at it cause it's kind of interesting. Uh, it's called I am converted. Oh, I think I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen yeah. that. Yeah. So she started that up and she spends her own money, gets nothing from it, but she felt like she was really, really prompted to do that, that Instagram site. And she, she has to rent studio space and all kinds of stuff, which, and they're not wealthy at all. You know, they're, they struggle financially from time to time, but she just feels like this is something that she has to do. Um, and the reason I, and so she's doing it, like I said, it's kind of, out of her own pocket, out of her own funds. And she sometimes doesn't understand why she's doing it. But uh, the only reason I tell you that is that, that story is because here she's doing something that she felt extremely prompted to do, which, uh, excuse me, relates to her uh, talents of being able to, you know, photography. And um, so sometimes it doesn't always your talent and your abilities to do certain things. I think, cause I get this a lot, you know, people will talk to me, other artists will talk to me about, you know, they, they think it's always going to come and give you financial gain in some way. Like I need to stick with my talent because, you know, that's how I'm going to make money because, you know, that kind of worked for me because mine and it might. You know, I don't know, but, um, you know, because my talent led to me being able to do artwork for the church and the church pays me to do that, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but she's in a situation right now where she's doing this website and, you know, she hasn't seen the, the fruits of it either. You know, she puts it out there. She doesn't have very many followers. 
you know, uh, I mean, you know, there's just not a lot going on from it, but, you know, here's a person that's using her talent. And so, you know, to, to serve others and to serve the Lord and to kind of give back. And by that, I mean, she's, you know, she's had opportunities where she's talked to one person that said, oh, I read that story. It was so awesome. And, and, you know, it meant so much to me. And, you know, it was just one person of her, you know, kind of small amount of followers. And I said, you know, it, this whole thing could be set up to where you will only reach one person and bring one person back to the church. But that's all that matters. You know, that's might be why the Lord had you do that. And so, there, so to go along with your question, um, I believe that, that we, and I strongly believe this, when I have to talk in church talks about the mural stuff or church stuff or doing artwork for the church, uh, one thing that I strongly believe is that whatever our talent is, whether it's math or art or whatever it is, you know, that I feel like, you know, the Lord's going to give you opportunities to use that to, to bring people back to our Heavenly Father. And so you need to find, first, find out what that talent is, and then ask your Heavenly Father what it is that you need to do with that talent so that you can give back. And that might take 20 years, but you, you know, I mean, it really, um, like for me, it really, really took a long time because I had, you know, I've been an artist for a long time and it was a long time. And I didn't, you know, say that in my prayers every single night, but I would bring it up quite often and say, okay, look, you know, just checking in with you again. It's been, you know, it's been months and I still feel like I'm supposed to be doing this somehow for the church, but you know, nothing's coming, you know? And, and so I, I just think you just have to stick with it. You have to develop your talent, whatever your talent is. Um, I think you have to spend time to develop it because it, you know, the Lord has a timeline for you when you're going to be able to use that and you've got to be ready, ready to, to do it. You know, it's no different than when you go on your mission, right? You're told all the time, read the scriptures, read the scriptures, understand the scriptures, because there's going to be a time when you're going to need to know those scriptures on your mission or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that was one of those things that I heard. And then I go to Thailand where they don't even know what the Book of Mormon is. But, um, you know, it's, you know, the, the time comes, you know, but, and you, when that time comes, if it's for that one person, like I was telling you about my daughter, you better be ready for that one time, you know, because you don't want to find out that, yeah, you was given, you were given all these talents and you just blew them off because it didn't happen for you immediately, you know. I think you got to be diligent with, with that. So, wow. There's perspective there (laughs) again, about kind of seeing, seeing beyond the moment, seeing beyond yourself. Yeah. And like I said, this is, this is coming from an old guy, right? So like I said, I, you know, you asked me about this. If you asked me that same question 20 years ago, I'd have given you probably a complete answer because like you said, I didn't have that perspective. You know, none of these things happened to me. You know, I was still in the middle of praying for, you know, why, why do I feel so compelled to be an artist? Like, I don't understand that. You know, if you'd asked me 20 years ago, I would have said, I, yeah, I have no idea. I paint, but I have no idea why, (laughs) you know? (laughs) 
That's awesome. <laughs> I I love that. Well, thank you so much for everything you shared. I I feel like I want to ask you um, just this last question, and and uh, you can just share any last thoughts that you have tonight. My battery is really low, so if it cuts <laughs> off, I apologize. <laughs> no worries. I so the question. Yes, thank you. Um, the question is, what does a creative lifestyle look like, and how can you get there? How would you summarize that? Um, don't really know, because uh, I remember reading that as well. I don't know what a creative lifestyle looks like. I don't know how, because it's different for different people. Um, because creativity comes in many, many, many different ways. Um, you know, for me, the creative lifestyle that I lead is, you know, being able to um, paint and, and create those kind of things. And so for me, a creative lifestyle is I pay attention all the time to everything around me, to my wife's detriment, because I, sometimes I'm not paying attention to what she's telling me or, um, you know, but I'm always looking at stuff that, I mean, everything. I'm always looking at stuff, you know, to uh, something later. And so, and, and it's always going through my head. Like it's literally always there. Like I'm always looking at colors. I'm always looking at things. And then I'm always drawing or sketching or painting or doing something. There's not many at church. Like if I'm sitting down at church, I've got my sketchbook. I've got no, like my notebooks are, you know, from church meetings are covered with paintings and stuff uh, or drawings because I'm always trying to create. Um, what was the second part of that question? And how can you get there? Yeah. So, um, and that, that's one thing that in the beginning I didn't do that because I was more interested in being outside and, and doing outdoor things. So how to get to the creative lifestyle that I've led, it's a daily, uh, in the beginning it was a chore now it becomes kind of second nature. And it was um, like a lot of people I know are not able to lead a creative life in the terms that I lead a creative life because they, uh, they wake up in the morning and they don't push themselves to get down in the studio and get to work. And for me, like when I had a job that was an eight to five job, uh, I went and worked eight to five. And well, just like I'm doing right now, right? I, I worked at the school till five o'clock, came home, ate dinner, and I'm back in my studio. Uh, tired after a long day at school, you know, fighting with a bunch of high school teenagers, but I'm, but I'm back in here doing this because when I start painting, then my mind shifts and I'm able to start being creative again and doing the things that I enjoy doing. So, I mean, I think the ones that are successful, I think they push themselves really hard uh, because we always talk about it as artists, you get down to your studio and you'll vacuum, you'll clean the sink. You'll do a lot of stuff before you sit in front of the easel and start painting. And it's really, you almost got to, as much as I love to paint, I still have to force myself to sit down and start to do it. And, and I think that's the way it is with anything that we do that, you know, it's easy to sit in front of the TV and not do anything. It's hard to get your, butt up and get out and start doing something uh even some of the things that we love to do so uh, you know to to develop that lifestyle i think you just you really have to make sure that there aren't days that go by that you don't do a little little something creative whatever that is and and then the more you do it it you know kind of the easier it becomes and and the desire you get more desire 
to do it. And going back to your thing of service, you know, it's the same thing, you know, selfish me, you know, you, you push yourself to do that service once in a while. And then the next time you're asked to do it, you're like, Hey, that was really fun. I think I'm going to go do that again. You know, and it's, and you had to push yourself to do it in the beginning. So. Wow. That what, what you said, how in the beginning it was a chore and now it becomes second nature. That's very powerful to me. Um, because it reminds me of something someone else said that I was talking to that, um, she said, you know, you've got to live your passion of those things that energize you. But she said, right now it's videos. I love making videos, but in the beginning it was really hard for me, but I felt like I just needed to keep going. And then I've gotten better at it and I'm really enjoying it right now. So that's, that's a cool process there. Yeah. And it's really, and like I said, there, you know, when I was working for myself and I wasn't a school teacher, like sometimes, you know, you'd wake up in the morning and, you know, my studio's in my house. It would have been easy for me just to wake up and do anything, but come down to the studio and, and get to work. And, you know, uh, you do have days where you just want to do anything, but get down here, but you just really, you know, if you kind of get yourself down here and get going. And like I said, there's really not a day that goes by that I don't do something that I don't, uh, I tell my students all the time, if you're struggling with drawing or you're struggling with coming up with an idea, just start doing something. Even if you're doodling, you know, just start doodling because your doodles will start to develop into something else. And yeah. I think important with anything, you know, I, I don't think that's just art. I think if you're having a hard time getting up to, to do whatever, you got to get up and do something, you know, and then that usually leads to something else. I like that. So putting, putting yourself in charge of yourself in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, before my phone dies, I just want to thank <laughs> you for, for your time and for everything you shared. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. Hopefully, um, hopefully are you, are you okay? Yeah, no, it's all gold. And I, uh, I think I'll, I'll re-listen and I'll continue learning from this conversation. Would you like a copy of this recording for your own life? Or <laughs> yeah, use? sure. Go ahead and send it to me. I, I probably won't listen to it because I'll just make fun of myself. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why did I? Maybe you'll learn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved everything you said. Are you, are you people that um, are trying to become creative in, in their lifestyle. Say that again. You cut out for quite a while. Oh, uh, I was just saying, are you okay if I, if I share this with other people who are trying to become creative? Oh, absolutely. If it, if it could help anybody, absolutely. And okay. really you know anybody, I tell people this all the time. If, you know, if there's anything I can do, if you know anybody that need, you know, wants to give me a call and talk to me more, just have them give me a call. If there's anything I can do to help, send them my way. Wow. That's awesome. I love that. Cool. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. Now you can actually yeah. focus on, on your painting. <laughs> yeah, no, this is good. I've kind of been blocking some areas in. I haven't done the detail work. When the detail work gets in, I like really focus in. So not quite there yet, but keep in touch. Let me know what's going on. Okay. Will do. Absolutely. Good. Thanks. Take care. We'll see you. Bye.